Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Wakili Ndego Ejiro is a constitutional lawyer. He's here with us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Kenya's yeah, Business Conversation. A, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. And Happy New Year to everyone. Yes, um, to uh, this is one of the hottest shows that we can ever miss in the morning when you're driving to work or when you're just seated in our comforts. Uh, it's a very insightful show. And it's a show that really gives a real situation in the situation room. Wakili, yeah. you are, yes, you are several things. Sasa, let's talk about, you know, a, a matter that you've been very passionate about lately. Yeah. And this is the politics of the country. Yes, yes. Specific to the Mount Kenya region. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now, first of all, you know, t- tell City your name. Deguajiro. Deguajiro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, well uh, it's just a simple name that means uh, a black bull. Eh, this guy's a bone to pick. But anyway, let's continue. <laughs> you are saying brings the issue right to the topic yes. where, what we wanted to discuss today. Yes, the politics of Mount Kenya. Yeah, the politics of Mount Kenya. So Mount Kenya has, you know, for the if we look at the last three decades, yes. has had uh, very influential leaders mm-hmm. who people have galvanized around. Yes. Okay. So let's even go back. Let's start with the nineties, the Multi exactly. Party. So we had uh, uh, Matiba. Okay. We had Kibaki. Mm-hmm. We have had Uhuru. We've had other leaders also who basically have been working with those yes, main yes, main yes, ones. Yes. There's been this conversation now with the exit of Uhuru Kenyatta mm. from government, yes. from mainstream politics. Yes. Is Mount Kenya looking for a new kingpin? Are people positioning themselves to become the new kingpins yeah, of Mount yeah. Kenya? And we've seen all these leaders yes, from the yes. region. Mm. We've seen the Attorney General Justin Muturi. We've seen the Deputy President Rikati Shagwa. We've seen uh, people like the governor, for mm. example, of mm. uh, Moranga County, the former mm. governor of Moranga, mm. uh, pres- presidential hopeful, yes. uh, Mwangi Wairia, yes. and others. Yes. What's the fate of Mount Kenya in politics? I, I think uh, if, we do, if we were to do justice to this topic, yeah. uh, it would be uh prudent for us to have an analysis of all those individuals that you have mentioned mm. speak of someone like kenneth matiba the late and god rest his soul mm. speak of people like uh, charles robia speak of all those individuals speak of people like uh, president the former pre- the late president mwaiki baki speak of people like the retired president Uhur kenyatta these are individuals who have grown from the grassroots the individuals people have identified and said that these guys they can be our leaders if you look at the way Uhuru Kenyatta was grown, he was groomed, and, and, to, to, and, and he ended up being a president. And then you compare to how Mr. Rigadi is being, uh, has grown. You'll of course say that Mr. Rigadi belongs to the class of the grafting. He was grafted. He's a grafted uh, leader. You know the way you, you graft uh, a mango with a banana with with with, a, with another mango. <laughs> with a banana. Oh, with a banana. With a banana. <laughs> GMO. <laughs> GMO in the making. <laughs> <laughs> it's as a result of grafting. Uh-huh. And you know these uh, you have to look at the species of yeah. what you are you are, you are grafting. grafting. Mm. If you go and graft a mango and a banana, <laughs> certainly I do not think that the genetic aspects will actually marry. You'll have what they're now propagating. What she's calling the GMO. Mm. So we, uh, Mr. Gashagwe is a GMO product. 
is a GMO um, uh, politician. And that's why you can see he's struggling to assert himself as a kingpin. Mm -hmm. Kingpins don't assert themselves. They organically? Is that they organically is? grow. Mm. And people appreciate mm. them and people identify with them. Who's grafting him? Because he, he, he was grafted by, <coughs> by Mr. William Ruto. How? For purposes of trying to show the, the Mount Kenya region that they, they, they are represented in government. Remember... How, how was he grafted? He, he was grafted for purposes... It, it was a fictitious grafting for political motive and political purposes how? and political processes. In the sense that, if you remember to the run-up to his appointment, hmm. there was a contestation between him and Professor Kindiki, hmm. a man that I have a lot of respect for. And God forbid that he never became... You see, at the, at the instance, Mr. William Ruto had already identified the person who ought to be the, the deputy president of this country. Right here, I have no ability to confirm this, that uh, Mr. Kashagua asserted and forced himself into the process. Remember, Mr. Kashagua, the votes from Mount Kenya would still have gone to William Ruto, with or without Mr. Kashagua. Okay. Wakili, you've contradicted yourself. Yes. You've said that William Ruto had identified Professor Kidiki yes. as the person. Yes. But then, regarding Gashagua, forced himself into forced the himself. system. So then, Rigadi was not grafted. You see, the reason why <laughs> the, the grafting uh -huh. is not at that particular time when he was forcing himself. The grafting I'm speaking about is now when he speak about him being the kingpin of Mount Kenya region. Mm. Meaning that my idea is that he has not come from the grassroots. He's not a grassroots leader who has been grown from the grassroots as Kibaki. As, uh, as 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 uh, Matiba was, Charles Rubia was, as Uhuru Kenyatta was. Mm. So he's, he's he's trying to coronate himself. He's trying to enthrone himself mm. to that particular aspect. Is there any leader currently in Mount Kenya who you, you is see, a grassroots leader who if you remember, would say would fit the bill? If you remember what happened to uh, Uhuru Kenyatta before in his preparation to become the president, mm. there are some wazes who met. They call them waze wa keama. And they gave him something called Modegi. This Modegi is a staff. It is a symbol of leadership in Mount Kenya region. And you don't ask for it. No leader is supposed to ask for that Modegi. It's given to you after serious evaluation by Wazes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but what you can see what Mr. Kashagu is doing is actually saying, give me the Modegi. That Modegi, when it is when it is already being held by another Muduri, Muduri is a muse in Mount Kenya region. You cannot have another Muduri asking for it until it is passed over to you. So the person who is going to pass this mantle of leadership to Mr. Gashagua is Uhuru Kenyatta, the person who does not, whom he does not want to see eye to eye. So unless that is done, even if they go somewhere the way they did the other time round, and they give him the Mudegi, there cannot be two Mudegis in Mount Kenya region. Mm. It's only one. And the Mudegi would give an example of uh, the one that uh, Moses was given when he was going to lead the children of Israel from uh, from from Egypt. from Egypt. Okay. It's akin to that stuff of stuff. It can be held by two individuals at the same time. Okay. So there's a lot of jostling for this position. And yes. Let me just take a few steps back and then ask a question which might seem as though it does it uh, it's a simple question. However, I think uh, Justin Muturi at some point was even coronated. Yes, yes. He yes. went somewhere, people did things, said things, and then yes, the yes. question was who then gave him the right to do so? 
and this was asked by other would-be leaders. Yes, 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 yes. And and then there was always the unsaid that it was Uhuru Kenyatta. There is now the deputy president who you know also seems to be jostling for that space. Yes, claiming. Right, the people, the people over whom this leadership yes, then yes. is going to be pronounced. What do they feel? One and two. Why is it so important to have somebody? to shepherd the people of Mount Kenya? Do they feel that they still need to be shepherded in this manner? You know, um, and, and I would begin by answering your last question. Do, do we need to be shepherded? Do we need to be protected? You see, this idea of th people thinking that Mount Kenya region is so delicate, it mm. must be protected, is a toxic idea. It's an idea that is being propagated by those individuals who want to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And I would not shy off to say Mr. Gashagwa. You know, Mr. Kashegui is trying to instill fear in, in, in Mount Kenya region that if Mr. Kashegui is not there, Mount Kenya region will cease to exist. It, it, uh, Mount Kenya region was able to survive the most hostile environment of the Mzungu era. So, so uh, and many other eras Mount Kenya region was able to survive. So, Mr. Kashegui, for his survival, he must instill fear in Mount Kenya region that unless I am there, you guys are doomed. But let's take a little bit, a few steps back, even before the deputy yes. president and we saw all of this hoo-ha about yes. the, even before that, this delicacy that you speak of still existed. There was always the talk of Mount Kenya, the kingpin is this, Uhuru Kenyatta might be losing his grip on the mountain. Yes. Uh, and then we have Justin Muturi then who was coronated. So even before the, the talk of um, uh, the deputy president, mm -hmm. there was still this urge and push to yes. have somebody yes. there. And that's the question I'm asking. Why? Uh, of course, I've said this for purpose of political expediency. You know, it has been projected something that needs some empirical uh, test. Uh, whether really the Mount Kenya region is currently leading in the economics of aspects of this country. And then they are told, if you don't have one of your own, those economic engagement that you engage with, that entrepreneurship that you have, mm. that industrial aspect that you have, will be crumbled <laughs> down by the system. Mm. So, in, in fear of that, they, they, they coalesce around an individual. And that's, that's why you can see Mr. Kashegu is using the, the Sakaja issue of the Matatu as an entry point mm. to appear as if he's the only person who can protect the Kikuyu. I keep on saying, if we have a working democracy, if we have a work, working institutions, mm. we don't need we don't need individuals to protect a community, mm. because the institutions and the rule of law that has been created, or that is in existence, will be able to protect those processes. So, in my view, uh, the the aspect or the need to have the leaders uh, leaders of Mount Kenya region coming up with the kingpin is for political expediency purposely, and he's trying to position himself for 2027. Remember. Uh, Mr. Kashegu is not the deputy president because he was relevant in Mount Kenya region. He was not politically relevant. Really? Currently, really? even currently, he's not politically relevant. Why really? do you say that? Uh, simply because the votes that William got were not brought by him. How do you know? If you look at what happened, William was struggling between Mr. Gashagwa and Professor Kindiki. Mm -hmm. That meant, or that means, if he chose... Professor Kendiki, he would still have won the Mount Kenya votes. How do you know? Reason being, uh, William had sought for these votes way before. He had and, and, and feared himself to the people. 
through the process of propagating misinformation mm. and fear for Uhuru Kenyatta. A simple question then. Yes. So why did the president have to pick somebody from Mount Kenya? He could have then picked uh, a deputy from anywhere. Yeah, because of that anywhere. idea of Mount Kenya people feel, wanting to feel that we are in government, we are protected. What happens to other communities that are not in government? Who will protect them? So even if William Ruto had picked Ndegu and Jiro as his running mate, still have got he'd the still votes. have gotten the votes. He would still have gotten the votes. Remember, William Ruto got the Mount Kenya votes. Again, not because people loved him so much, but because he had instilled fear of the of the uh, uh, of the administration that was there then. He had he had instilled fear and hate for President Kenyatta. So it was a vote against President Kenyatta. It was not a vote for William Ruto. And you'll see it uh, happening in 2027. Because at that particular time, the Kenyatta fact will not be there. Mm. Were you projecting a William Ruto win, particularly in Mount Kenya, before the election? You as Dagojiro. Yes, but dynamics did change slightly. William Ruto had 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 um, had gone to Mount Kenya uh, region quite early. Mm. Uh, he had, uh, of course, misinformed people the way he did. Mm. He uh, endeared himself to the people, and the people fell in love with the, with them. Uh, and and I know he, he, he must be telling you about uh, Romeo and Juliet. Mm. It was a Romeo and Juliet situation in Mount Kenya region. <laughs> Everything that the Black Bull has spoken of. Mm in my mind, crystallizes what one could refer to as Kenyan politics. Mm -hmm. What is referring to as grafting, whether it's calling up appointments. If you look at the, our history, everything that he has spoken of is not new. Mm -hmm. It's happened before. So then comes the question, are we then saying, if we were to agree with you, that there's something fundamentally wrong with our politics? Certainly, yes. There's certainly something very, very wrong with our politics. Mm. And we thought we would correct those anomalies with the promulgation of the new constitution. Because the new constitution has given the foundation of, of, of how a state or a nation should be founded. Mm. It has given the foundation of building a new, a new, a new, a new nation. Mm. But unfortunately, we, 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 we dropped the ball to the extent that we are not able to implement and realize the fruits of the new constitution mm. as contemplated. For example, Kenyans give the, unto themselves a very important article in the constitution, which is called Article 10, which speaks about the values and the principles of, uh, of governance in this country. Remember, it's the first time a country is saying that these are the values of governance. For example, they speak about transparency. It speaks about the accountability. It speaks about the participation of the people. It speaks about democracy. It speaks about the respect of human rights. It speaks about equality. So if we were to look at those principles about equality, the rule of law, and all those principles I've mentioned, it meant that an individual like Mount Kenya region would feel comfortable with whoever, which, whosoever is a president, whether they're in government or they're not in government, because they know that the rule of law will be respected. Let's, for example, uh, for example take the Sakaja issue about the Matatu. You know, Sakaji is saying we want to organize the city. We want to, to, to have this city uh, reclaim its lost glory. But the question is, can it reclaim the, the lost glory in the current status? The answer is no. So when he says, I want to, to organize the city, uh, a purported Mount Kenya kingpin comes and says, oh, you know what? Those matatus belong to Mount Kenya people. 
these Mount Kenya people voted for you. I mobilized them. So we lose the idea of reorganizing the city so the city can match up with other growing cities in the world just because a particular community is feeling like it's being pursued for the wrong reasons and because the, the particular community wants to hold this governor hostage that you cannot do any change without us. You know, they have become the, father, the, the, the city fathers. So you see, if there was that comfort that the rule of law will prevail at any given time and there will be transparency in the manner in which things are done, we do not need the 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 the, 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 the kingpin. Maybe exactly so. There is sure. all wrong. Yes. Maybe it's wrong. Actually, it's not wrong. It's people exercising Article Ten of the Constitution. They cannot exercise Article Ten it in exclusion. It is expected that you know there will be public participation. This is the public participating. But you see, the, the reason why Sakaji is losing the debate mm. is not because that people have not been involved. He's losing the debate because a tribal card has been pulled. A tribal card has been shown that if you joke around with us, 2027, you Mr. Sakaja, red card. Uh, so what happens? But then that begs the question, are we then saying, or are we saying, if I'm to interpret what you're saying, yes. that what the Deputy President seemed to have been saying, that without the vote that I am speaking of, you yes, would not have I, a governor. Uh, but is that true? Sorry? Is that true? <laughs> it's not true. Because we do not know how many votes that Sakaja got from the Kikuyu. Nairobi is not owned by the Kikuyus. We are all here. By the way, those so-called Kikuyus don't consider Kirinyaga people as Kikuyus, eh? Oh. So, <laughs> oh, oh, they don't? They don't consider us as Kikuyus, eh? What do they consider you as? As Mokirinyaga. Oh. So when I say that we are all here, Mr. Omuga, yes. you who is not a Kikuyu, we are in the same bracket, eh? <laughs> that we actually voted for, for, for Sakaja. <laughs> <laughs> so, now the question is, eh, when the deputy president, or when Mr. Rigadi Gashagwa says that Gashagwa was voted in by the Kikuyus, how about, Sakaja. Sorry, Sakaja, mm. how about the votes that came from other communities? Why are you alienating them? Why are you disfranchising them? Why are you projecting yourself as the only person who can make the determination of who becomes what? That if you want to become a president, go to the Kikuyu region. If you want to become a governor, go to the Kikuyu region. But you're being yes. very selective here. No, I'm not being you selective. Know, you know, we are discussing Mount Kenya region. We are also talking about the, the, what, what City asked about our brand of politics. Yes. It's Kenyan politics. It's toxic. So when we talk about Kenyan politics being that way, Kenyan politics, we look at... Uh, regional voting blocks yes. and tribal blocks. Yes. The politics of Nairobi, everybody knows that that's how you look at it. Yes. Why why was Igade picking Professor Kaloki? Why was Sakaja picking uh, Mushiri as deputy? All those dynamics are in play. Yeah, they are. It is looking at the communities and the numbers of the communities. Yeah, because we have refused to move. We have refused to move from when this nation was founded. Mm. We have refused completely to have a paradigm shift. Remember, this nation was also afforded uh, uh, on those principles of divide and rule. It's the same same principle that is happening today. You divide them and you rule them. You show the other. You, you show or you project one community as the one that is determinant when it comes a question of who becomes the president, who becomes the governor of the city, uh, and then you you, you 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 alienate the other communities. It's a completely mzung way of ruling. But, that is why. But Wakili, there's something that has happened in this great city county of ours of Nairobi. Yes. That is unique, yes. and it's unique in this sense. Huh? We've had two governors. One, Mr. Mike Mbuvisonko, and now yes. Sakaja. Yes. Who one could argue straddle across these so-called tribal lines quite easily. Yes. 
these are people who if you look at the response that the voter had mm. no one was very concerned about where they come from no 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 they were concerned about the individual yes so i am saying that at some level we have moved that's really what i'm trying to say but you see now we cannot say to have moved uh, cp city city sorry yes uh, because uh, 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 mr kashagwa says had it not been for me who brought no, then my mr kashagwa wasn't moved Okay. Mikey, votes? <laughs> no, no, no. It's then it's him who hasn't moved. You see, there is a reality I think the deputy president is actually presenting. Yes. We do vote along tribal lines. How does one choose an area in which they wish to contest a seat? Yes. You look at the community from which you come from. Th that's correct. Yeah. And then you look at the community that is th nestled th in th that particular correct. area. That's correct. And you have a chance. It, it's, I don't think it's negative. Yes. You know, if you look at the West, the blue, Red. I yeah. agree. I, th I think you've understood my but, point. But you see now, yes. the difference between the red and the blue in, in the West is that they do not allow those uh, red and blue things go beyond the election. No, they do. As we have allowed them to go beyond the election to the extent that when even when we deal with our development <coughs> issue like it is, we'll still go back to our political cocoons. How will this affect the Kikuyus? How will this affect? How will this policy affect the Kikuyus? But let me ask how will this policy question. affect okay. a particular community? Okay. Voting interest. Okay, let me ask people the question. vote because but the question of is, interest. When shall we break away from this? Okay, let, let, me, ask the question. let me ask the question. Mm. Okay, if I look at the history of this country, not yes. from 1960, I'm not going to go that far. Yes. I'm going to go to 2007 and what happened in the Rift yes, Valley. Yes, yes, yes. Would you then not say that if somebody comes from what we call the Mount Kenya region and they speak about security for the Kikuyu, that they have a valid point that they try they to They have make? a valid point. They have a valid point. Because now, it could also be abused, but they have a valid point. It has. No, don't they? Have, they? they have. Now, I am going to take this discussion and to what? To the BBI. Yes. There was a big hoo-ha about the 40 constituencies yes. that the Mount Kenya region yes. was proposed to get yes and again it was based on population it wasn't <coughs> random there, there was it's, logic there's a, a constitutional principle yes it. there was logic very sound logic behind it yes but behind it all again there was the understanding that this would work well if you had a parliamentary system yes now with the parliamentary system it means if your region gets 40 constituencies it means we have whoever, the number whoever wants to be in power has to talk to you it does not yes. matter yes. what they we, do we, and and that's the tragedy of politics and, mm. and democracy that numbers will always count numbers will always count yes but not always because with democracy then comes in the idea of coalitions yes and that is what now makes our politics even more interesting if i may say so yes okay yes experience teaches people certain things and they align themselves to any action thereafter based on that experience mao mao taught the people of the mount kenya region mm. something yes and a lot of what is being done is as now is as a result of that of that lessons that we learned yes yes 2007 was a reminder mm. all i'm saying is sometimes it may be unpalatable in the manner in which it is said but the logic behind the statements and the positions that some politicians take if we consider the selfish nature of our politics and the individuals involved therein mm -hmm. you would say you cannot just i think push that whole matter aside and say that you know honestly speaking this person doesn't really have a point you know um you know um again i'll go to the reason why we had to enact the new constitution yes uh, and the history that preceded the new constitution yes we we were we were we were we were a tribal nation and i of course i even think now we are but we were we were looking at how we could have a cohesive nation 
a nation that is so uh, ta- uh, unified in the sense that I do not look at you from where you come from. I look at you from what you can do. Just like the, the Martin Luther said that we do not judge you by the content, uh, by the, 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 the skin of your color, but, the, but your content. So I think we need to have that debate. And that's why I said the, 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 the whole process aborted, uh, aborted, uh, aborted before maturity mm-hmm. in the sense that the new constitution was not able to realize its purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why you can see today we have abandoned the whole aspect of unification. Remember, if you look at Article 134, of the constitution it is speaks that the president is a symbol of national unity mm. so when you elect the president elects irrespective of the political party or the region that he comes from one of the major objective is to unify the country mm. in the unification of the country he is not supposed to have any political biases or prejudices that this community did not vote for me this one voted for me and when you speak about the presidency, you're speaking about the deputy president and you're speaking also about the president himself. Because we have a presidency. Because that's a presidency. Mm. So the whole major aspect is they unify this country. So when somebody comes in the name of fighting for his community and he repeatedly says, I am here to fight for my community. The question is, are you achieving that objective of unifying this country? Mm. And then that also begs the question is, how do we move towards the unification of this country? Are the politics that we play today having uh, assisting or aiding in the process of realizing that dream of a unified country? Sure. And of course, the, question, the answer is no. Because of, also of the issues that you have highlighted, the question of uh, pre- and post-election uh, coalitions, the, the, the question of uh, the balance of the votes and the need to, have, to win by the majority of the votes, those are some of the reasons that are, are making us not achieve that agenda and you can realize just because you have mentioned the bbi the bbi was geared towards assisting us realize that dream because a country cannot be unified if there is a, a particular community that feels disfranchised in the sense that their votes don't count a country will not be unified if the results that are coming from the elections will not yield the intended results of representation for example it's a fact undisputed fact that in Mount Kenya region, during the, the, the Andrew Gale Commission, there were some issues that happened that should not have happened that way. When he was given the responsibility of allocating the, the extra eight constituencies, you, if you so remember, mm. he was supposed to be guided by the formula of the population quota. Yep. He completely avoided right. that formula of the population quota. That's why you can see today we have imbalances of representation in Mount Kenya region. Mm. And it's a fact. Because we want to move together as a unified nation. And I keep on saying, electoral injustice is not just a question of my votes were not properly counted. Electoral injustice will also mean that my vote did not yield the intended results of equitable and equal representation. Mm. That's an argument I've always put forward. Mm. So for us to be able to move forward as a unified nation, we must first of all uh, go back to the drawing board. Mm. We ask ourselves, what is it that is so much pertinent to the Mount Kenya region? What is it that's so pertinent to the Western region? What is it that they so feel they need to have this country to, to be to, to be done to them so they can feel like they're part and parcel of this country? So what is it? And that was my question initially, that the people of the Mount Kenya region, who are so often talked of though as though 
they don't really know what they want and they need somebody who needs yes. to come and then shepherd and lead them. <laughs> but if you look at the time of fighting... Would, for, would you can just repeat that again? They're <laughs> spoken of as yes. though they don't know what they want. As yes. though they don't know what they need. Yes. And, that yes, somebody, they, do. and, and yes. they do. Somebody comes and says, well, I am the kingpin. Another one comes and says, actually, well, no, it's me. You see? And these are a group of people who are level-headed thinking, one can only assume... Look at the time around independence. Look at the time around independence. People coalesced around an idea. Yes. The people knew exactly what they wanted. Yes. They freedom. Sought, they sought freedom mm. and they were ready to surround an individual mm. who was going to fight for them. Yes. Today, you mean to tell me that the same people cannot converge around an idea? And that there are people who need to mushroom from here, say one thing today, somebody comes and says one thing tomorrow, and we keep oscillating around this idea that Mount Kenya, this Mount Kenya, that. What do the people want? And that's the question. Simple. Because if we're talking about unification of a country, each region needs to feel that they're well represented yes, yes. and that there is, they're an unequivocally represented. Mm -hmm. What do they want? You see, that, that's a very interesting question. And, 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 and Mark you, you must understand that the word freedom has now been abused and misapplied. Mm. The freedom we spoke about during those days is not the freedom that we are now experiencing or this freedom that was now being uh, spoken about. You must be able to distinguish that. Uh, that the, the current freedom that people speak about that freedom has now come mm. was a self-gratifying freedom that was meant to make sure that uh, cases are dropped in court you are acquitted of the criminal offenses, uh, the money that had been taken by the asset recovery is returned to you. That is the individual freedom that we're talking about. The freedom of the mind is the one that we need to have. Mm. Because if we have the freedom of the mind, we'll not think that we need a kingpin to come and uh, argue our case. To the extent that we have not been emancipated uh, in terms of where we are in our mind, we'll always be enslaved and we will not know what we want. Because currently, the... Are you the, saying the people of Mount Kenya don't know what they want? They don't know. Really? We don't know what we want. We don't, know what, we, don't know when, uh, we don't know whether we want the kingpin, whether we want the economy, whether we want it from the bottom or from the up. We do not know. Simply because these people want us to remain in that situation where we cannot have a common agenda. For example, you've had them making proposals to amend the constitution. And to them, the most important thing is about the issue of uh, the, 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 the position for the leader of opposition. You've heard him saying that he wants the ministers to go to parliament. I'll bet, I'll bet the impossibility in it. But I don't blame the president. You know, he never, first of all, <laughs> appreciated the constitution. And I'm very likely to think and invite to think that the president must have sworn with a document that he has not read the constitution. Allow me to, to digress slightly. He must have been sworn in with a document that he does not believe in and he, does, he, he has never read it. Why do you say that? Allow me just to mention slightly you the really question. You really think that? Yes, yes, I will, I will. And I will and I will even ask him to look at his uh, memorandum to the parliament dated the 9th of August, mm. uh, the 9th of December. Why? If you look at that memorandum, he made a very <laughs> a, 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 a proposal that the office of the leader of opposition be anchored under chapter 9 mm -hmm. and part 4 of the constitution. However, chapter 9 deals exclusively with the establishment of the executive arm of government because each arm of government, the judiciary, parliament and the executive, they have one each has its independent and elaborate chapter. Then he says, anchor this office of the 
um, leader of opposition under part four. Part four is the part that establishes the executive offices, the office of the DPP, the office of the Auditor General, the office of the, Auditor, uh, the Attorney General, and all those offices. And, so, and the, leader, the, the office of the leader of opposition doesn't fall into that group? It cannot be anchored there. So where should it be anchored? It, be, it should be anchored in where we have the people's representation in parliament. Cha that chapter that I deals think, with the I question think, of... I think it's very clever of the deputy Representation. President. He is trying to avoid a referendum. Uh, if you in, go anywhere else where you are uh, tankering, and you're right. tankering with the structure of the executive and you're the right. structure of the legislature, then you're saying... You're so, you so right. He's not even trying to avoid. If you look at that memorandum, he has advised, he has advised parliament Please avoid, actually in, in unequivocally, he has said avoid any, any route that will lead us to... To, 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 to a long to, protracted... To, to, to a, to a refer yes, it's very specific. To a referendum. Referendum. It's very specific. So we are sorting up. It's a political... It's a political... You cannot sort out this political mess without involving the people. And that's why I'm telling you, he never read this document. No, he's he has not appreciated it. He's sorting out a political issue. How, how can we quickly... What shall we do? How can we quickly sort out this issue? If we, we had the person who is who was running it, if we had Raila appointed under that structure and he yes. goes to parliament, yes, so you have sorted out but, a but, political but, issue. But, but again, the question is, eh, whom, whom will he be representing in the parliament? The executive or the people? Look at what he has done. Eh? Look at what uh, President William Ruto has done. He has appointed a specific prime, uh, uh, permanent secretary to be a link between the executive and the legislature. These are, these are peers for that particular purpose. Yes, and then you ask yourself, when you come and say that there will be a PS for parliament, how will they have an has interface? He, has he abrogated the constitution? Of course. William has amended the constitution by deeds. As we speak, the constitution has been abrogated. It has been suspended. It has been amended. These are major things you're saying, Wakili. Yes, they are major things because... We'll and come I, again. And, and I will actually say that. For example... We'll come again. For example, look, look at even the issues of the, uh, the hustlers' funds. Mm. Black Bull, we've run out of time. Oh, man. You will come we, we, again. We, 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 are going, we are going to invite you again. You will come again. We, we need, we need to, to finish up that topic. Yes, uh, this is part one. But uh, allow me just to tell the people of Mount Kenya region, they should not be hoodwinked. Let them claim for the liberation of their mind. We do not need a kingpin to come and argue our case. If there is a problem with the matatu industry in Mount Kenya, in, in, in Nairobi, it affects every community and not Mount Kenya region. Okay. I have heard them saying as I finish. Well said. I, <laughs> so said by the same man who said there's one Mudegi already in the community. Yes, yes. There is uh, no uh, Mudegi. Now you're saying we don't need a Mudegi <laughs> in the community. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Sour. This is the Situation Room. Thank you very much. Diego Njiro, constitutional lawyer and political analyst. Join us again soon. Keep it here for more. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.